0: and welcome to Get Involved Referee with me Lindsay Heron and Des Roach as we look back on well the first set of fixtures for 2023 in the SPFL Premiership plenty to talk about Des obviously the main talking point for us has got to be the the Rangers Celtic match at Ibrox Uh, always a huge occasion and no doubt uh, you know we've got some good talking points in terms of the penalty incidents but again it was one of these matches Des that was Pretty tame in terms of the challenges and the sort of, you know, animosity that we've seen in the past. It was, was quite tame in that regard, do
1: you think? Certainly wasn't the blood and thunder of old. Uh, that we were, we were used to and the fact that it took to it 82 minutes I think it may have been 80 minutes for John Beaton to produce the, the first caution for yeah. the match I mean can you remember back to the to the sooners Butcher, Goff, McAvenny those kind of days Graham <laughs> Roberts uh, that was that would be unheard of yeah I thought it was a really good game of football a game of two halves to a certain extent I think that uh, John Beaton would be extremely pleased and the, the refereeing team as a whole to come out of that game relatively unscathed a couple of incidents I'm sure we'll discuss yeah yeah it's not the not the blood and snots that we're,
0: that we're used to as usual VAR is kind of dominating the the, the landscape if you like and, and on the back of that game and the, the Edinburgh derby as well which we'll come to subsequently equally Motherwell Livingston was, was, was fairly contentious so that, I guess from that point of view it's made it slightly easier for John hasn't it because he's now been told from the VAR central just outside Glasgow that, that what the call should be and so I guess the heat's not on Him as much as it would have been previously. I think the heat now is more on the VAR official
1: Mm -hmm. rather than the referee. Referee in the ground because the referee in the ground can make a decision and whether he gets it marginally correct or marginally wrong, he knows or certainly hopes that the person who's watching it in the in the studio can give him that exact information mm. how it should be uh, and obviously that was that was in in play yesterday but I do think that the, the VAR officials up here still have a bit of, a bit of work to do.
0: You think I mean the, the main one well, well, let's go through it chronologically then okay, okay. so the, the first big call if you like is the penalty decision for Rangers against Celtic and uh you know officials Carl has done well to get into the box uh, he's forced Carl Starfelt into a into a challenge um for you penalty
1: kick yeah, there's enough there to support that. Absolutely. I think Starfield made the ill decision mm. to go for that challenge in the first place. Um, Sakala was going to the goal line. He's not really in a position that he's going to be shooting at goal. It's going to be coming back across. starfield has been rash. He's dived in. I know some people are saying that the, the foot of Sakala landed on top of Starfield, but Starfelt's then continued the challenge and there's enough to bring him down so yeah I've got no no problems with that and um, I think that's uh, the correct call when it was a penalty to Rangers
0: Then that was quite a quick sort of affirmation if you like you know John Beaton pointed to the spot fairly quickly and then there wasn't much time uh, elapsing before the VAR confirmed yeah, he gave the call. I'm sure there was a there was a discussion, as there would be for
1: any any penalty decisions, mm-hmm. and it was also backed up. I think also none of the players overly complained about it. I Not think too they much. All, yeah. yeah, I think they all pretty much accepted it. Tavernier's obviously struck it superbly to finish it, but no, good start, good first call, uh, penalty to Rangers
0: and ironically or coincidentally Carl Starfelt's involved in the other incident at the other end uh, which was the biggest sort of contentious moment of the day Um, and none of the officials saw this Des, you know, I mean uh, Carl Starfelt hit the ball Goldson's thrown his arms up to what looks like to protect his face it would appear play rages on it was a throw in on the far side and all of a sudden the game stops and I think quite a lot of the stadium didn't know what was going on at that point Um, certainly not too many Celtic players complaining for a penalty at the time no, there wasn't. And I think that's where
1: if this decision is coming under review, there has to be a quicker alert. Uh, and that's that's an issue for the SPFL. And again, we'll go back to rolling out a VAR and getting the wee things right and getting the decisions uh, passed through and getting that information out. It should have been done at the end of the season. And this is the, the time to use it. However, regarding the decision, I've got to admit, my first viewing, when we've seen the replay, I thought it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. When you look at the laws of the game, his arms are within the circumference of his body. It's going to hit his head. Is there actually a touch? It's it, it's not obviously clear. So if it's not obviously clear, then you can't give a penalty. As much as we can look at it contentiously and say, but no, it wasn't. I, I, I wouldn't have been jumping in to give that one. As much as Steve, maybe I like to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is the anomaly. I mean, you look at other penalty decisions that have been given this season. I think the Bernabeu one was, comes yeah. to mind and he's turned his back and it hits him on the arm behind and a penalty mm-hmm. kick's given there because his arm's in an unnatural position.
1: This is the whole... I don't know, I mean, you've seen, as we say, the Burnaby one mm-hmm. The one that for me was the, the, the one when the Hearts-Comarnock game the other week there When Shanklins went up for a header with the Comarnock defender The defender's arm is up to help give him elevation It's clipped off his fingernail, he's completely unaware of it And they're giving penalties for that mm-hmm. So it, pre-World Cup, it seemed to be that if the ball hit you anywhere in the arm or the hand in the penalty It's a penalty And now straight after the World Cup, we're now looking at the laws of the game a wee bit Closer. I don't know if there's been an instruction there. Mm -hmm. Um, Prior to it, it seemed to be it's not about you hitting the ball. It's about the ball hitting you. If the ball hit you, there's a penalty against you. I think we need some clarity and we need some some clear instruction and some clear information of what now regulates and doesn't regulate the awarding of a kick.
0: Is this another glaring example of why the authorities could have come out in the wake of that match at, at Ibrox and said... Let's explain the situation to you here. This is why the VAR, Willie Collum, gave this decision and instructed John Beaton not to award the penalty. We've said it long enough in here. We always need
1: clarification coming from the, the governing body, but that won't happen because what they are they're, what they're meant to do is defend the referees and look after the referees, which is entirely correct, but they've also got to provide information and support for the public, for the players as well, and the clubs, because they're the ones that are being affected by it clear and defined instructions. Uh, will it happen? Next question.
0: <laughs> I was I was working at the game and um, there was, a, again, a, a total lack of, you know, information coming across to the supporters and everybody else on the ground that a VAR review was taking place. It seemed to take a long time to get up on the big screens. I don't know if that's Rangers' fault or whether it's an SPFL thing. Uh, there was no announcement over the tannoy, you know. What about making it like the NFL and getting John Beeson to say VAR call for potential penalty? It, it should be <laughs> if, if John's the one
1: who's making the decision And he's thinking I'm not sure Then as you say like The American football mm. He's going to ask for a review He should be asking for mm-hmm. a review mm-hmm. um, It is just so So elongated now It's The VAR official's taking Three, four attempts to look at it He's then calling the match referee across Who's mm-hmm. then going to go for another Three, four minutes at it That's just too long we, we don't play basketball We're not in a stop-start game It should be right Have a look Two quick looks is it yes, no, fine, get on with it um, and just be a lot more smooth and transitional?
0: Well, I, I'm, like we said, none, none of the officials saw this potential handball. Yeah. So I guess the process is that Willie Collum shouts down the earpiece to, to John Beaton. Look, there might be a penalty here, John, give me a sec. I'm just going to have a quick look again. it mm-hmm. could be a handball, that sort of thing. Uh, But, of course, they didn't show it in the big screens at highbrooks, did they? Because they don't want the fans to see it. That's certainly the process that should have happened. And (laughs) you'd
1: you'd have thought that now we're so many months into it, that every decision, and we know if it's within the penalty area and it's in the attacking player pathway, if there's something happening there, the VAR official must, must, must be getting in touch with the referee to say, look, I'm having a look at it. Yep, you're correct, carry on. Or no, I think it's a penalty. Come across, have a look. It's got to be that way, but it's just taken so bloody long. People said that VAR
0: wouldn't referee games, but in this instance, they have. They have, yeah. Yeah, because they've stepped in to say this could be a penalty and, the, and they've told John that it's not. Otherwise, the game would have raged on anyway. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So this was a this, this was a blatant incident of VAR running match. Absolutely, and that's not what it's there for. Mm-hmm. It's
1: there to assist video assistant referee. Mm-hmm. It's not video referee. Um, and on this occasion that's that's what's happened the referee uh, hasn't made the call it's been the video assistant who's made the call
0: The other thing that t- from the, the, the Rangers Celtic match was the, the our colleague Steve Conroy brought up was the, the potential head injury to James Tavernier during the game he needed quite a bit of treatment he had a clash of heads with uh, uh, Dyson Maida on the touchline and he ended up with a bloody nose and what have you And Steve's a great advocate for, you know, you've got to get these guys off the pitch, you know, for the potential head injury problem and concussion. It's not something that happens all that often, is it?
1: It's not. And it certainly should because you're dealing with young people, young fit athletes' lives. And if there is an incident of concussion, then that player should be removed for their own safety that's the first one was the players got to be saved for them for themselves regarding the one yesterday i don't think Taverne looked as if he was concussed i think it was just that obviously an unfortunate accidental clash of heads and his nose was bleeding but there's still enough severity there to say right look take a take a wee bit of time but i agree entirely with steve going forward if any player receives concussion they've got a they've got to some time out that's not a, that shouldn't even be a question
0: well there are these new guidelines of course about heading you know in the build yep. up to games and after games and trying to limit that because it, you know there, there is evidence to suggest that it may cause you know problems down the line dementia or Alzheimer's or that type of thing. Um, so surely the, the current player should be protected as well. Absolutely they've got to be. Um, was it George Cohen the England player who just died recently
1: yeah. um, had the onset of um, dementia and his family have been calling for it for a long long time mm-hmm. we're now seeing uh, young children aren't allowed to head the ball at training we're now seeing the, the limited uh, use that adults can do on it. Football is a contact sport you're always going to have that unfortunate risk that something something may happen but to negate it and to give yourself the best the opportunity yeah, I'm quite happy that they're, they're bringing this involved um, for training
0: and Sticking with VAR it was, it was massive in the Edinburgh Derby as well Des I mean uh... We talked about using it slickly and as quickly as we possibly can, but my goodness, Kevin Clancy stuck there for six minutes before he's able to come up with what turned out to be, we think, the right decision. But there were so many aspects to that passage of play. What was your take on it all?
1: There was certainly a lot to a lot to consider. Um, there was a potential pull by the Hearts player on the Hibernian player as the cross came in. Mm-hmm. Um, Sibic is then in an offside position, which he's entitled to be as long as he's not interfering with play. Mm-hmm but he's only 2 yards from is it Yuan the the, the defender who then who handles the ball oh, Rocky Bashiri 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 um who then arms the ball uh, deliberately mm-hmm. but Cebek has came round the front of him so Bashiri's only doing it because he knows that there's a player there so they would negate the 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 handball because of the offside but it was deemed by them that the the offside player was entitled to be there and then came round but he's only been in that position because he, he was not the offside in the first place. So he, he's gained the um, he's gained the advantage of being there. For me, I think it was an offside. Um, I'd be really thinking it's very difficult for um, for, for Hibs to take on that one, and they are fighting for every point they can get at the moment. Yes, it's a handball. I can completely understand that. Mm-hmm. But I think that is mitigated by the Hearts player being offside in the first place, and then gaining the advantage by being there.
0: But the point is, why was a penalty awarded? Because Sibic has put the ball in the net. Yep. Therefore, you know why, why would Brick drag it back to the previous? There, there should be no need. There should,
1: if, if they're going that, it's the handball and they're going to stop and give a penalty. But he's sco- already scored. Ah, the, the, so, pl- give the, so give the goal. The game hadn't stopped. No, so give the goal. Uh, the vol- the, I really don't know what the discussion was on that one.
0: And that was an an example of where Kevin Clancy was invited to go Mm -hmm. to the screen to watch it. So is he watching, we don't know what he's watching, is he watching only the handball or is he watching the potential offside prior to the handball?
1: Well, the fact that he's gave the penalty kick, to me, I would think that then he's only concentrating on the handball because the goal's already been scored. The only decision you're then giving is, do you give a yellow card or a red card for the player for trying to deny an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, which he obviously didn't because a goal was scored? Mm-hmm. So a yellow card to correct outcome, but where the, the, the the kick, is <laughs>
0: where the penalty kick comes from, I don't know. So again, that's another—is that not another glaring example of, of, you know, come on, guys, come out and tell us what happened. Tell us what happened at Ibrox and yep. tell us what happened at Tynecastle.
1: As we well always said, information, education, coaching—that's what we and that's what we all need. We all need that information. Uh, the fact that Kevin didn't give it in the
0: first place, and the goal was the goal was awarded, mm-hmm. then th- th- there is no need to go back. Exactly. So th- th- they could have avoided the whole six-minute scenario yep. by just allowing the goal to stand. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely. And um, and Bashiri gets his yellow card, which was which was correct. Mm-hmm. The game carries on, and they just didn't see any need for it at
0: all. And it was a bit of a controversial one in the uh, Livingston-Supermurton game as well, a handball in that one, which, again, it's, it's, you look at the, the differences in, of, of opinion and, and how these penalties are awarded. Yeah, well, obviously it was Livingston-Motherwell.
1: Yeah, um, Motherwell, sorry, I beg your pardon. Ricky Lamy's went for a challenge, which was um, fine. Uh, the balls come up, and again, to me, the ball hit him. Uh, he's he's not deliberately hit the ball. He's almost on the half turn, and the, the penalties a penalty's awarded. Again, I don't think it was a penalty, but under current circumstances, the ball hits you. That's what you that's what you expect. Uh, and again, I don't think there was overly much um, complaint from the the Motherwell players. They
0: they accepted it. So I think there are three big talk key areas that the SFA or the SPFL could help clarify, couldn't they? You know, just explain why these decisions were reached, And also, has there been a, a, an edict from FIFA, Oblique, UEFA in terms of penalties? Because, you know, it seems like the ha- there, there seems to be a change in, in the way the whole thing's constructed now, given on the back of the World Cup, because it seemed to change during the World Cup, didn't it? Absolutely. It certainly did seem to
1: change. Um, the referees were almost getting a bit more autonomy on how they can make their own call, mm-hmm. uh, but whether something officials come out, I've got no no idea. Um, but we just need we need clarity. We need to be told what what does and what doesn't constitute a penalty kick. In my opinion, it should be if if you deliberately hit the ball, if you deliberately make yourself bigger, if you deliberately have a, an effect on on that instance, then yes, penalty kick. If it hits you, if it's unavoidable, if you're sliding in for a challenge, if you're landing from a jump, if you're um, elevating yourself in a um, t- to win a header and the ball hits you, then that's entirely different. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I think we're still in for an interesting few months.
0: Are you getting any anecdotal um, feedback from the current refs? that How they feel about it? Are they, are they settled with it? Are they happy with it? From the information that we've been getting, I think the guys are a bit frustrated
1: like us they see situations where they wouldn't want to give a penalty, but they're expected to give a penalty. Uh, and I think players are the exact same as well, where no way would you anticipate an award being given for a particular particular instance. But at this minute in time, you're going to claim for it. Uh, so I think the guys are a wee bit... A bit unsure of it, and a bit have their own have their own thoughts. However, it won't change because it's coming from FIFA. FIFA then pass it down to UEFA, and UEFA then pass it on to the Scottish FA, who will have an expectation of what the referees are expected to uh, expected to do. No, exactly.
0: And just finally, lo- looking at the the performances of your fellow whistlers uh, or your ex fellow whistler, you're an ex fellow whistler over the weekend. Who who would you who would you pick out as your top man?
1: I think you can only go to John Beaton. Um, I think he's come out of that old Firm game as I say relatively unscathed it was not blood and thunder that we've seen it in the past but um, nobody's complaining about him nobody's um, looking for him I thought he'd thought he'd had a really really good game so I would give it to, to John for this week
0: Excellent well thanks for listening and get involved referee we'll catch you next time